Welcome to the House of Hoops, episode 56. It's Monday night, March 8th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Let's see who's with me tonight. Let's introduce the rest of the crew. Tonight in studio is Josh Vanelli. What up, Josh? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Josh is coming to us from Nashville, Tennessee. The one and only. Let's see. On the phone tonight is Bo coming to us from Canada, I think. Hey, now. We still have snow on the ground. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Also on the phone is Pat Bigger from Knoxville, I think. Oh, what up, man? What up, Pat? And Brian from South Memphis. Brian Clark. What up, man? Hey, man. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's up? All right. Tonight, we're going to talk some hoops. We're going to have some fun. We're going to stay up late, see what happens. All right, so things I know we're going to try to talk about tonight is uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, Utah Jazz, All-Star Day, the Knicks, the Grizzlies, some NBA news, and uh, maybe some other stuff. House of Hoops can be found on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can text or call us at 901-365-75 and leave a message. You get three minutes or less voicemail. We hope you enjoy the show tonight. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining. What's everybody been up to? Bo, let's start with you. How's your week been? It's been good. Got my second dose of the vaccine, the Moderna, on Wednesday. And my neighbors had a bonfire. We went and hung out outdoors with the neighbors. It was fun. There you go. Yeah, that's basically been about it. I like a good fire. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Let's see, move along. Let's go to uh, Josh. It's been a minute since you've been on. How you been? That's good. Just, uh, you know, living the dream. Living the dream, he says. Yeah. All right. What does that entail, Josh? Oh, just all kinds of stuff. We we bought a gazebo yesterday. What? No shit. We bought a gazebo, and we uh, it came in five different boxes, and the amount of screws and bullshit that come with this thing is insane. 
So you use about a quarter of the required screws and everything <laughs> it's, else. It's all, just, it's all just super burn, glued burn together. <laughs> no, I got about, we, I think we, we got about like, it says it takes 10 hours to assemble when I think I'm about 45 minutes into it. <laughs> That's as, that as, many, uh, as much time as you're going to put into it? I'm, I'm maxed after an hour and a half. So there basically all the parts are just laying out in the lawn. That's in my backyard, actually. Or. All right. <laughs> has, has Will swallowed any of them yet? No, but it's been a, a huge challenge to keep him away from getting in there and tearing everything up. Ah, uh, yes, the kids. Yes. All right. So that's interesting, I guess. Um, that reminds me of the that Simpsons episode where Homer Homer got the the grill and it became modern art because he could he put it together with a bunch of <laughs> bunch of rage. <laughs> Um, yeah. How about you, Bo? What you been up to? You already asked me. Oh, sorry. How about you, Brian? What have you been up to? You already forgot it was that, that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bonfire. Oh, cool remember. bonfire. I uh, also participated in a fire this weekend. Oh yeah, I went out with a buddy outside. He's got a fire pit. His forty-sixth uh, birthday was Friday night. My buddy Justin. Uh, um, so we got together Saturday night outside and hung out and I drank a bottle of wine and he drank vodka and Red Bull. Oh man. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's what he drinks. Um, and he just kind of hung out on the fire and caught up. I hadn't seen him in a while, you know, cause I don't really hang out with anybody due to COVID. Right. Um, but yeah, man, you know, the usual work and living and, uh, trying to avoid COVID. Have you got, Hey, have you gotten any shots yet, Brian? Uh, I got my first. Okay. I got my first, and I I go back uh, two weeks from today. I go back for my second dose. Nice. I got the Pfizer. I would tell everybody here if I'm going to get the get the uh, vaccine, but I'd, it's a family decision that we're going to keep within ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so what you're saying is you've already gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a dick answer though. Like either just say yes or no and be done with it. Like. Ain't none of your business. Right. I think LeBron's already gotten it and just doesn't want to so. be accused of being a line yeah. skipper, you know? I think so, too. It's good Why point. wouldn't he take it publicly, though, and kind of encourage the millions of people to look up to him, you right. know, that might have some questions about it? Like, oh, if LeBron got it, okay. You know, right. Elvis got the polio vaccine back in the day, and, you know, every former living president has now gotten it, and, you know, many other people to just show that it's safe. It's an excellent point, Pat. He could be embracing it and leading the way in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a missed opportunity. I don't Seems know. like it. Maybe he wasn't prepared for that question. I don't know. I, think if, I mean, if he has already gotten it, he doesn't want to say, yes, I will be getting it. Right. Because uh, then, you yeah. know, somehow it'll be reported the next day that he lied. But I don't think he wants to say, no, I'm not getting it. Because that would just be, you know, irresponsible coming from a, a role model like LeBron, in my opinion. No, that's a good point. As, some, as someone who is pro-vaccine. Yeah, I think uh, most of us would say that. I don't know. I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You're, are you anti-vaccine? No. I don't know when or where or how I can get it. Are we You'll eligible? Get it. <laughs> you, you you're not eligible now, but. The more and more people that get vaccinated, you're, you're a day closer to getting it. Yeah. And food service workers are going to be 
your day is coming. <laughs> That's yeah, good to I mean, hear after two years of being royally fucked up <laughs> across the board. <laughs> your day is coming. <laughs> uh, I can wait patiently and continue to... It's not like the food service industry didn't get screwed at the most out of all of this, but that's, that's <laughs> we can talk politics later. Well, the people that are dead probably got screwed the most. Okay, <laughs> okay second most. Good point. <laughs> it's all good. I can wait and continue to be responsible. Don't worry, Jeff. You'll you'll be maskless at the casinos. <laughs> stick sticking your sticking your fingers in your mouth after shuffling a bunch of chips before you know it. <laughs> you know, I, I bet the casinos keep their. I keep it pretty strict for a while oh yeah and i got I, I was thinking the other day like even after i'm vaccinated or even after the worry is down like how long do you continue to wear a mask just because you don't want to get sick with some other shit well didn't they come out today and say that if, if you're vaccinated like uh if, like if you went through both stages of the vaccination and you're around other people that have been through the vaccination process that you don't have like you know you don't have to wear a mask around each other yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, essentially, so, I guess that's what a vaccination but, should do. But, but what I'm know. talking about is catching, like, what other flu strains oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I haven't gotten sick since I've started wearing a mask at all yeah, I mean, with anything. And I feel you like... You haven't gotten a cold or anything. Yeah, I feel like uh, the masks work. Like, oh, well, if I'm going to the casino, maybe I'll just keep wearing a mask. <laughs> well, exactly. What? Well, if you're going to go fly with 200 strangers, you might as well put one on. Right. I don't know. That may be a bit overly precautious. I don't know. That's pretty. I mean, I mean a, a mask has maybe to open the card table. Over there you know? What? Yeah. Well, maybe they've been on to something over in Asia for years because they've been right. wearing masks forever. Because mm-hmm. there's all kinds of shit just, and bad air quality. I was say, I don't want to smell all those dead fucking animals on the side of the road. Hmm. I don't. What think are you talking about? about? We got dead deer and dead possum and dead dogs. Everything in Memphis. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> let's see who are we waiting on are we waiting on pat here uh pat what have you been up to this week oh man uh it was uh <laughs> it was uh my 40th was was friday also as well it was your birthday uh, happy birthday yeah hey. appreciate that yeah uh it was uh a lot, lot of dread, dead brain cells i'll just say that still feeling a bit <laughs> slow not gonna lie i think uh everyone that came across me friday saturday night decided they wanted to see how much alcohol they could shovel down my gullet. And uh, they were successful. <laughs> Friends like these, right? Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it still a bit, a uh, little foggy, but uh, but I'll power through. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate you coming on this week, regardless of your condition. <laughs> Old. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to it, Pat. <laughs> Yeah, man, I appreciate that, Bruce. Yeah, welcome to uh, the Forty I'll, Club. I'll, I'll do the best I can with it. Oh, gross! <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I would, Pat. I would tell you it gets better, but it, it does not <laughs> at all. <laughs> at least you're being honest. <laughs> While we're on Pat, on the Pat subject here, uh, can you explain to us what happened to you a couple weeks ago with the slow jams? Uh, yeah, man. Actually, so. I had thought about that. I mean, honestly, like beginning of the season, you know, a month or so back, a couple months back. It's like, why, why is, why are we not calling, you know, Kyle Anderson? Why are we not, why are we not calling slow mo's jams? Why are we calling them slow jams? It just, it flows. And I thought for sure that somebody else would have coined that, would have said that. 
And I actually did a little Twitter search for it and nothing turned up a few weeks before I even tweeted at Pete and Brevin. I actually tweeted at the Grizz account when they posted a, a Kyle Anderson play and it got, got no response. Mm. So then, you know, sometime after that, I tagged Pete and Brevin in a tweet and said, why are we calling Kyle Anderson jams or dunk slow jams? And uh, both <laughs> Pete and Brevin, uh, you know, Pete Pranica, Brevin Knight, Voices of the Grizzlies, favorited the tweet. And then Pete actually responded with like a, some like gift from the office. It was like, oh, I like that or something <laughs> like that. And then, you know, it wasn't the first game, but the game, the next game after that, he dunked. And then they both said it on the air. I thought that was pretty damn cool. And then, you know, we're all buddies with John Roser from the Chris Vernon show. And, and then the next day on the Chris Vernon show, they actually, uh, spent a little time talking about me, you know, saying that that was a, you know, a nice little phrase and hopefully, you know, not that Kyle Anderson dunks all the time, so it won't get overused, but <laughs> maybe we'll get to hear it every now and again, but maybe two more times this year. <laughs> I think it's great, Pat. You know, you're a part of Grizzlies history forever now. I guess so. It was almost like almost as good when I came up with Johnny Badger too. <laughs> I've got the I've got the clip of the first time slow jams was ever used. Yeah, right on. I'm gonna play it right now. Won't agree, but here's Kyle for three, and he follows his own. Slow jam there. Ooh, slow jam. I like that. He likes that. There we go. You got no credit on TV. No, I didn't get credit on TV. I got some credit on Twitter though. Yeah, and uh, and then and then Vernon shouted me out on his podcast. So that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. I gotta say, that's pretty good. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Something I can, uh, you know, make zero dollars on and get a little bit of credit. I'm fine with it. Have you put it in your Twitter bio yet? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. That was creative. I'll give you that. Yeah, I like it. That's yeah. pretty awesome. It's good stuff. I mean, hopefully, I can get like a, you know. Like we got the slow GM call and it was on a putback dunk. I wanted, you know, like hopefully we can get like a slow mo Euro breakaway and then slow mo with the slow jam, like would be a nice little call. <laughs> I just want to hear anyway. Him. I just, yeah, I just want to hear him. I want to hear like Brevin or Pete yell, slow jam. <laughs> <laughs> I got I'm not going to lie. I want to hear that too. Yeah. Let's see. So, what else you want to do? You guys want to talk about top shots this week? Yes. So absolutely. Who else has everybody? Is everybody in on him? Brian, have you gotten one yet or no? No, I'm opting out of the, the top shot uh, movement. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you want to? I'm good. Do you yeah. Want to, you don't. You're, you're not going to get in on the fun. Brian. No, out. I'm just. It's. It's. It. it uh, I mean, I understand the concept of of buying something of value. And then turning around and make money off of it. Um, oh, it's a profit thing. Yeah, it's it's a profit deal. <laughs> oh. Wait, you guys aren't just collecting these just to hang on to them? <laughs> I'm just, you know, the the signing up, the waiting in line. It's just, uh, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Not uh, if if it behooves you to do so, go right ahead. You know, that, you that one. If you found something to make you happy, go ahead. I just think we're gonna. I think this is one of those things we're gonna look back on and we're like, oh, remember during the pandemic, like there was that one month where it was like it was the top shot month, 
You know? <laughs> like we, Some of us would have wasted a whole lot more money in the Top Shot months than the other. I put in 50 bucks into that account. I cannot see myself adding any more. I've got one pack that was like 14, another that was nine. If I can spend the rest of the money in that account and then just sit on it, that's uh, that's kind of my plan. Yeah. Minimized risk. Yeah. I got like a. That's fine. Who I got, got a Harden that might be worth something. Yeah. And then we, you know, we all did the pre order. So I don't I have no idea what might come out of the rest of it. Probably just. If I could way. actually get a, a Kyle Anderson dunk, uh, if I can get the slow jam call at the top shot moment, I would get that one. Not going to lie. I'd get that one. Yeah, you got how much? How much that. would you pay for that one, Pat? Yeah, what's uh, what? what, what yeah, come on, let's let's talk. Six price. six dollars. I mean, I, fuck, I don't know. Six dollars. Not, not much. <laughs> did you say six dollars? <laughs> I believe I did. Yeah, six dollars. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, who got packs this week, Vanelli? I know you got like yeah, the I big got, one. I got the one yesterday, and it was like so. I what was it? Do what? Which one was it? It was the. Uh, I don't know the name of the pack. To be honest with you, it was like the. Anybody else get a pack this week? <laughs> Rising Stars. Rising Stars. Yep. Didn't you get like another one too though? I got there was one Friday. Yeah, I got no I got so, one Friday. Yeah, I got the one. I didn't get it Friday, yeah, Friday. afternoon, but I got it uh, Friday night. And uh it had a uh, uh Paul George in it. Uh, it was like one thousand twenty four, like ten thousand, I think. Okay. So I got that. And I got a I got a harden out of that one too that was uh, five five thousand out of ten thousand. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, you hanging on to that pet, or are you selling it? I mean, I'll sit on it for a while. I mean, you know, I might because it's. I think when I checked, it said the lowest one was like two hundred bucks for that. Man. So if I could get a few of those and flip that fifty I invested, you know, or put in, turn that into like four or five hundred, and maybe flip a few other ones and do something, then I might do that. But I'm not going to start. You know, I'm not going to treat this as like a DraftKings account or a, you know, a some kind of online gambling thing where I just continually add money to it. <laughs> you never actually see no, it no, come out. <laughs> no, nobody that does that shit ever cashes out. Right. Like right. one no. person like, Oh yeah, I cash out for $150 one time. Yeah. Well, how much have you invested? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. 12,000. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, out of that pack I got yesterday, uh, I don't know how to say the kid's name. And Jeff was sitting here laughing at me earlier because I was trying to say it, it was the it's the backup point guard or uh, in Oklahoma City, the uh, Theo whatever his last name. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's French. Theo what? <laughs> is it is it Meladon? Yeah, thank you. Damn it! I wanted him to say it. I wanted to hear Vanelli say it. <laughs> I was in here earlier trying to say it. Jeff was like, I don't think that's it at all, actually. <laughs> Vanelli was probably like, mailed on. <laughs> um, I got it for uh, number 406 out of 2000. That was the big one. And I was sitting here looking at it, and one guy listed a price on it in between the numbers of what I have. And it's going for like right now. So between like 3500 and $2,000. So. Uh, sell it. Yeah, if anyone yeah, wants I, to buy yeah, this, I would sell, sell it, dude. I would cash out on that. Yeah. Damn. No, one hundred percent. If I get three thousand dollars for a card, I'm one hundred percent taking it. So. It's not a card. Whatever it is, it's the premise of a card. So this is this is my big concern with the whole thing, and I'll use an obvious basketball comparison to make this point. So Zion Zion is the 
is the big name in Top Shot, it, it would appear, right? Him and Can we Lamella. agree that he's one of the top ones people want? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so now this kind of goes, this kind of bridges into some NBA news, but Blake Griffin is, as a rookie or second year, whatever he was, kind of compares to Zion a little bit. They both had knee injuries early on. They're, they're very athletic. I think Zion is, is clearly superior superior and more of more of a highlight than Blake but like a young Blake was dunking over cars this and that and the other right yeah. you know Blake hasn't dunked since 2019 <laughs> really oh wow yeah <laughs> I, saw, I saw I saw that earlier today Blake has not had a dunk since 2019 somebody was making a joke on Twitter and it was like what if he does the Kaiser Soze walk walking <laughs> into like with like the Brooklyn he like shakes that leg off, and all of a sudden he's running fine. He's jumping fine. Like mm-hmm. he was just doing that to get out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think that Zion's going to be the goat. I don't think he's going to be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. So I don't. He's not going to. His card's not going to have the staying power. Like if you had, or what do we call it? What do you call those moments? We're not calling them cards, are we? Moments. Moments. They're, moments. Yeah, Excuse moments, me. Yes. His moment. So if you had a, a Blake Griffin moment from ten years ago. Would that be as valuable as a Zion Williamson moment from, you know, ten years in the future? Is is it going to hold the value? Because I don't think Zion's going to be LeBron James, Michael Jordan level in ten years. I think he's going to be more more in line with Blake Griffin. Yeah, but his rookie card will always be rare. Or but this not card. His, his rookie moments will always. Yeah, that's be his rare. rookie moment. But like, I have, I got a Zion that the minimum it's selling for is 200. And I just, I'm not convinced that in five, maybe in five years, if he's still shooting 60% from the field, maybe it would be valuable. Okay. Well, so that's the, that's the gamble that you take. I mean, that's what it was when you were collecting old baseball cards or something. It's like, is this guy, are you buying low on something or are you buying something that's going to increase in value? I mean, is a Charles Barkley, everything, like a '94 Charles Barkley worth it worth anything? It's probably really not. It was mass produced, but yeah. But if I have a Zion that's thirty, I have a, you know, the tenth, the tenth, fifteen thousand out of thirty thousand, is it going to get any more valuable than it is right now? Two hundred dollars. That's the thing. I mean, do you take the profits and run now, or do you hold and wait for appreciation? It's that's that's the whole name of the game. I mean, if you if you get Nobody a LeBron knows. moment at this point, like his, at this point, he's the He's in the goat discussion. LeBron is. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I had a Javar's Crittenden moment from <laughs> eight years ago, like that was your shining stars that mm-hmm. that Vanelli pulled was Javar's Crittenden, <laughs> and then it, it, no one's gonna want to pay money two thousand dollars for a damn Javar's Crittenden moment now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, do you hold on to it for a while and kind of see, you know, for the next two three years and see if he stays healthy and if he continues to play it you know, superstar level or then if, or if he, you know, I mean, you know, I guess if he plateaus and that card starts dropping, you just sell it the second you can. Well, I, at this point, if they're worth that much money, it's worth hiring a damn PI to go scope these guys out. <laughs> like what, you know, what are they doing? Are they, are they, you know, are they drinking or are they, you know, staying sober and staying fit, eating good. Are they going to the cupcake shop? That's kind <laughs> of, that's kind of the risk you take with any kind of memorabilia is, is it going to appreciate or depreciate? Yeah. Like, well, it, it does seem though that all these moments are 
way like they're worth a whole lot of money right now mm-hmm. and and like it doesn't make sense as to why they're worth so much money right now <laughs> like oh this this moment is worth you know a hundred thousand dollars from this play that happened three months ago now so, why in the hell is that worth that kind of money so you know like I know this is kind of outlandish. But regardless of the player, it doesn't make sense. So the, there's a LeBron James card right now in a Series 2 that is his – and the guy pulled a number 23, and he's trying to sell it as a jersey number of $232,323. All right. I mean, uh, he can try. Good luck. Is that anybody that's going to actually buy it? <laughs> right, but that's kind of the kicker about it is, like, you could post it for whatever the hell you want to post it for, but if nobody buys it, it doesn't really matter. Right. That's, I mean, I've always kind of looked at it as if you can make a profit off something, take the money and run, reinvest in something that's even more rare or has greater potential to appreciate in value. I mean, that's kind of how I work the stock market. I'm like, give me the profits now and let me reinvest it in something else. Right. Well, that's where the value is. You buy buy as low as possible. Because you're right. You don't know when the bottom's going to fall out or if something happens and that's whatever you're investing in becomes worth nothing. Like I always just take the money and run, but I think they made a song about that too. Maybe I don't listen to seventies rock. That's the good stuff. <laughs> that was back when Pat turned 33. But it, it, but it seems like you do Jeff <laughs> to catch that reference. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I got a terrible pack this week. It was awful. Oh, yeah, it you, was bad. You were upset about that one. Fourteen dollar one, I think. Yeah, it's like a seeing stars pack. Yeah, and I got two common cards. I guess three common cards. I don't know. Well, no, they one's a limited but edition. They're all three. They're, yeah, they're all three. You get three in each pack, and yeah, one was supposed to be a limited, and then the two commons. Yeah. So the limited edition wasn't the worst it's rudy gobert so okay that's something i guess what's that going for did uh, you look it up a couple hundred like i guess like yeah 150 okay. 200 i guess yeah so you paid 14 bucks for it and you could turn it into doesn't 200. mean anybody's gonna buy it so put it for like 125 bucks and walk away well you could do that but if the market goes up and people start buying rudy gobert's for some reason then i lose what I did is I put it for sale for uh, more than I think it's worth, and I'll just sit on it in the marketplace. I've but got I also pulled a Austin Rivers, <laughs> nineteen thousand out of thirty-five thousand, and a Mason Plumley. Oh, great! Ten thousand out of thirty-five. You can 000. retire now. You can retire. The, the Mason Plumley was the most disappointing one. I didn't even know he had a moment to be had. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out why he does, but they exist apparently, and uh, I've got one, and it's for sale. Congratulations! For, it's for sale for six dollars <laughs> on the marketplace. But that's the only which pack is more it, rare—a mm, Mason Plumley moment or like a John Conchar moment. Mm, I don't know I if Conchar has any. one. No, Conchar's not uh, not even close, dude, to Mason Plumley level. <laughs> yeah looking back i don't know yeah if that go bear thing can sell and it's worth it but jesus what a bad fucking draw on that 14 dollar pack i mentioned the paul george and yeah. then i and that was the limited that i got and then one of the comments i got was Embiid, Ooh. and you know 
our, you know, our buddy John Roser was, was chimed in on, you know, and said like that, you know, MB, it's an MVP candidate. Maybe hang on to that one. Yeah, for sure. And even though it's common, I'll hang on to it and, you know, whatever. But I'm not counting on it to be worth anything. If I get back the initial 14 bucks or, you know, 50 altogether that I've thrown in on this thing, I guess that's a win. Yeah, see, if I feel like there's too many other Embiid's out there that are like lower serial numbers or right better moments. I feel like you just sell that. Roser probably knows better. I don't know. I would reinvest it. I know he has. It, I mean, that's probably, it and, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Sell it and reinvest in something that has. It's more rare. I feel like the like the super rare ones are going to be the last ones that people are really searching out. But I could be wrong. I don't know. That the the whole market is still pretty new. How many members do they end up with? I mean, do they end up with like six million members right now? It's at what, like a quarter of a million or something? Yeah, but the I, just the general idea behind this is genius. Because I mean, you think about it. Sunday, he all right. So the guy that or the group that runs it, they charge two hundred dollars for a pack of cards Sunday, and they only brought out thirty thousand packs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they made a shit ton of money in a matter of like thirty minutes or mm-hmm. an hour or whatever it was. And they just, and you know, even when they sell the ten and fourteen dollar packs, they're still making a ton of money. Yeah, so. the demand yeah, is going to go higher it, and higher. But they have to mint these things. They have to actually like make it a cryptocurrency. So that takes mm-hmm. electricity, and that costs money too. So I wonder, uh, you know, the the NFT stuff is. I, I'm not quite sure how it works, but you can't just make an NFT for free. So, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea on that. Don't I ask just, me. I just buy into it all. There's okay. definitely a lot of code involved, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Should we get off the top shot shit? Yeah. Sure. All right, let's move along. So before we get to the NBA news, I have a quick follow-up from last week. Last week we were talking about the Knicks nationally broadcasted games. And everybody on the podcast was like, we have not watched any Knicks games. The Knicks have six games set to air on ABC, TNT, and ESPN after the All-Star game. So coming up for the second half of the season. The original schedule had the Knicks at one nationally televised game this season. Now they have six nationally televised games. It's the biggest jump in the league. They went from one to six. So that they have adjusted the national televised games because the Knicks are super watchable and New York's a huge market. They also have six games that are going to be on NBA TV. So they have 12 games between now and April 28th on television. (laughs) 12 games. The Knicks are back. And over the course of like two months. It's the largest market in the country, so they, yeah, you know, they they want to serve it. Isn't that crazy though? I mean, that's a ridiculous jump for sure. Twelve, they were, yeah, <laughs> they got twelve games. So anybody that says, "Well, how do I watch a Knicks game on TV?" or "Do they have any national nationally televised games?" Well, there you go. Yes, they do, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I guess let's move on to some NBA news. 
Bo, is there any news that you saw? I guess the most headliney thing was the Blake Griffin has his his buyout with the with the Pistons, mm. and he gave back thirteen million dollars to the Pistons for the buyout. Mm-hmm. And once he and so they waived him, and he cleared waivers, meaning no one claimed his ginormous contract. Shocking. And Woj had reported that that was the impasse on trading Blake Griffin, that no one wanted to take on that contract, or it was just wasn't possible to to move that contract, basically. Right. And so once he cleared waivers, he signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Do you have an opinion on the matter? You know, I think he's he's been injured, and I, I think you know he he would, he's going to help them. It mm-hmm. sounds like Steve Nash wants to play him as a stretch five off the bench and if he can shoot and pass and be passable on defense then i think which i think he can be he's like was he 31 30 mm-hmm. he's young man i mean it's uh, you know he was involved in a lot of those classic you know grizzlies clippers series back in the day and was super athletic and you know we all kind of hated him uh for flopping and and whatever but he was still like a huge impactful player and he's still not that old and well, to be, see him yeah well 31 32 it's not like he's 37 38 but like you know to see kind of like you know him, he's going to be a bench player and and you know like i just said a few minutes ago he hasn't dunked in you know two years or something like it just all those injuries have, have definitely called up to him so he'll be 32 in eight days march 16th and I went and read some of the Detroit Pistons fans comments and they, they were, they had nothing but good things to say about Blake in the 18, 19 season. He played 75 games and was an all-star. I think he made third team on NBA and he hurt himself in that bucks first round playoff series and he limped off the floor. And then it is, it's kind of been injury, injury, injury since then. So the Pistons fans, they thought highly of Blake and that he gave it his all, but he's, he just injuries kind of caught up to him. He's had some time off. We'll see what he looks like with the nets and with D and Tony and Nash, mm-hmm. they'll be creative. And Blake is, is an intelligent guy. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun. It's doesn't help their defense, but helps their offense. He's got an opportunity to rebuild his brand a little bit down up there. And I think it's a good situation for him. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he's going to – I guess if he's really good, maybe he can catch another contract next year. But once you take that minimum contract and you've been bought out, that's kind of who you are from here on out. Unless he shines out, then he can cash in for another contract. Take a look at Rajon Rondo. Yeah. It's very possible. A very similar thing kind of – I mean, not – I mean, more injuries, like catastrophic ones. But, uh, you know, remember when – Boogie Cousins, you know, was up for like that huge contract and then got injured and then tried to work his way back from that injury, signed a minimum deal, got injured again. So it was like two or three years running, and that's that's all he is now. He's a he's a a good solid bench player that's just gonna be earning vet minimum deals for a while. Unless he can get through like, you know, another year or two of being healthy, but he'll never be the superstar player that he once was. Well, I think Blake Griffin, will, he'll, he'll be open in that offense. I mean, good Lord. He's got James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Like, So if, if he's even halfway serviceable, he'll get some points and some buckets and some rebounds just for being 
relatively close to the rim. Yeah, depending on how Nash uses him coming off the bench, who plays with him. But, yeah, he should have some opportunity. Yeah, I'm interested to see what his role is. I mean, they said that Nash was going to kind of use him as like a like a small ball center. But, yeah, I mean, Vanelli makes a good point. If he's playing with the big three there, then, yeah, I mean, just by being on the court, mm-hmm. he'll get some looks. I mean, and who knows, maybe, maybe off the bench he can play as kind of like, you know, that kind of point forward role that he played some in, in, in Los Angeles with the Clippers, you know. Mm-hmm. It just really depends on what his conditioning and his athleticism is like, you know. He can't play worse defense than James Harden, so he's automatically <laughs> out on that. Maybe he's an X factor. Yeah. Maybe they don't even use him much in the regular season and they just, you know, kind of unleash him in the playoffs. As, I mean, as much as current Blake Griffin can be unleashed. Yeah. We'll have to watch and see how he gets used. Be interesting. They use him like Rondo. Yeah. Like you're not even here. You're not even here for the regular season. Puts it all out there for the key moments in big games. Like he's been in big moments before. He knows what it takes to get that last gear, you know, when it counts. He knows he, how to get choke slammed to the ground. He can reach in that reach in his bag. <laughs> If he's still got a bag left. <laughs> True. It's not much of a gamble for Brooklyn, but Blake I mean, Gr- you know, Blake Blake Griffin, the the jump shooter, and you know he's Ugh. decent, but that's that's not the same Blake Griffin that was feared that could mm-hmm. dunk on your head in the lane, right? Run the open court, big man, run right. the open court. Yeah. Do you think the Nets have made a mistake, like not waiting for not waiting for Drummond to become available? Or is Drummond just a shoe in for the Lakers? I think it's more that. <laughs> I think they just took what they could get. You know, it's kind of like uh, grabbing your money, your top shot cash while you can. Like, hey, we yeah. can get this. Let's just get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get what we can get right now. <laughs> to make relation to all of what we have. So should I go? Should we go ahead and uh, while we're all in this meeting? Try to sell all our shit. And see if we can recoup <laughs> anything that we've thrown into. The marketplace is closed right now. You can't. You can't. Yeah. Of course it is. I think Bo's in the market for a slow mo. Yeah, I was going to say we were going to talk about that too before we kind of circling back to that. I mean, I, I'll I'll sell it to you whatever it's face value of what it's worth. I mean, it's not like it's a super rare card if you really want it that bad. I mean, it's not a card well, at was, all. There was. Uh, <laughs> So the other night I was texting Jeff about it, and there was a number seven fifty seven on that slow mo layup, yeah, for seven bucks. And the, the damn marketplace was closed. It was Friday night, and I went to bed at like ten thirty or ten early. I went to bed early and didn't have anything to drink, so I was like, I ain't staying up. Let's go to bed. And when I woke up in the morning, it was sold, oh, and then no. it was relisted for like one hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, damn it! <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah, that's a bit of a markup. Yeah, <laughs> it's flipping it. Yeah, exactly. You pull, you gotta pull the old Dwight Schrute on me and buy it for me for like ten bucks and turn around and sell it for like two hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have any of my moments listed, and if I got a slow mo like that, I just, I mean, I, I like slow mo. It's like you know, I like slow mo is my favorite grist. The one that I have is thirty two thousand seven hundred forty six out of thirty five thousand. So I mean, you know, if you want to buy that for ten bucks, I by all means rock on, do your thing. I'll sell it to well, you. We we can talk about it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll have to. I'll send you some Bitcoin for it. How's that? If no, you send me one Bitcoin for it right now, I'll send it to you right now. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of Bitcoin. Imagine cool. the guy that bought 
the pizza for one Bitcoin ten years ago. The fifty thousand dollar pizza. <laughs> yeah. One thing I feel like you guys are missing about this Blake Griffin trade, or sorry, signing, yep. is uh, what happens to Jeff Green? Who cares? That <laughs> was mean, that's really? his spot. The stretch five, the six eight six nine stretch five off the bench. That was Jeff Green's role. I mean, it's not like Jeff Green is the picture of health anyway. I know. I was just kind of kidding. He was. He was. He was making a dig more at the Grizzlies than anything. I was, I was making a joke. Because yeah, Jeff yeah, Green yeah. is garbage. Jeff Green has haunted us for. <laughs> but really, years. what happens to Jeff Green? Well, no. So Jeff, we've been worried about that damn draft pick this whole time. And who did the Celtics even select with that pick? What year? Nobody was it? important. It did this who, past draft. Yeah, who was it? it? Was this draft? And the Grizzlies got Desmond Bain at the thirtieth from Boston. Aaron Naismith out of Vanderbilt. That's who they got. Yeah, and it's who's better, Aaron Naismith or the. That Boston pick they got at 30 with Desmond Bain. I don't know. Aaron Naismith might be good. I don't know anything about him. Has he been playing basketball? All I know is he's highlighted on my draft sheet. So there was a reason I liked him at some point. <laughs> What's he doing this season? Any idea? Well, the Celtics I, mean, are, like, I, I haven't deep. kept up with him at all either. No, he hasn't played much. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything. He's, averaging, he's played 18 games. He's averaging 15 minutes a game. Pat, this will make you feel old. His birthday is October 16th, 1999. Hmm. <laughs> a little bit. I graduated <laughs> high school in 1999. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anybody else? Uh, Brian, did you see anything in the NBA news this week? No, there were some trade rumors floating around today. We can do trade rumors. Um, the Clippers are apparently interested in Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Everybody um, is, aren't they? I saw uh, Warriors interested in Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston's looking for another piece. Sixers have shown interest in Larry Nance Jr. I mean, it's just kind of stuff floating out there. There's really not any no nothing gro- concrete. I mean, no groundbreaking trades. I saw one that looked good. No. You mentioned Victor Oladipo. I saw one that was Victor Oladipo to Philly. Ooh. I think it's clear that Oladipo wants to play for a contender. He wants out of Houston. He turned down that extension. Mm -hmm. So Houston likely wants to trade him before losing him for nothing. But I'm thinking Philly's got some young guys they can move. And Doc Rivers over there, he's not playing more than like nine guys any night. And that'll even get smaller in the playoffs. But I look at Oladipo for Philly as kind of like a Jimmy Butler 2.0. I think he fits perfectly. They need a two-guard. Not that Seth Curry is no good, but I think Oladipo is a step up. Yeah. That one makes sense to me. That was no, I agree. Just what, what do they have to give up? Yeah, it'd probably have to be some youth. I mean, Daryl Morey, he's got a relationship with Houston. Uh, sure they can work something out. Jesus, they have Dwight Howard. God damn Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes in line with, you know, our pick game this week is Philadelphia. So uh, that was a uh, one relevant trade rumor that I saw that looked like it made sense. I think Philly could pull it off. Do you do you think Fertitta would would trade with Moray though? Yeah, I think they both like work together with that whole exit. 
<laughs> like neither one of them like slammed or each other, did they? In the news, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the. Yeah, I don't remember there being like no, it was public like, bad blood. It was a very like under the table separation where neither one. It seemed like they wanted to be very professional about it. Whether or not that was really the case, whether or not there is bad blood, I don't know. But it wasn't publicly known. Well, so Leslie Alexander like had, just wanted to move on. Well, well, one thing that was interesting is that Leslie Alexander had given Moray, the previous owner, had given Moray a golden parachute. So hmm. he had essentially got the guaranteed buyout contract whatever like even if the new owner wanted to get rid of tillman wanted to get rid of mora he was gonna have to pay him his whole contract basically i feel like mora got paid i feel like this is the time and place though to where i'm well, probably not but i'm just talking shit at this point but um if you the houston rockets are so bad that if you were like if you had a legitimate talent to like bring to the table like, wouldn't you want to try to aim to be signed by them at this point so where you can showcase the talent was? Well, it's not free agent time, but Well, I understand. I'm just saying in general. Like just if you were if you were the best basketball player in your city and you wanted to uh go try to be in the NBA, wouldn't that like behoove you to try to go play for the worst possible team just to get your name out there? I guess well, I mean, point. they'll get a high draft pick and Yeah, it'll be somebody's team. I think that's what they're doing with Christian Wood, right? They're gonna center around him. I don't know what you mean. I was just saying that, like, if I don't know, I was talking about how fucking bad the Houston Rockets actually suck. Is the point that I was trying to get? Oh yeah, no, they're they're in the middle. They're in the danger zone where they what was it? They're not good and they're not set to rebuild. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't the Grizz play the Rockets a couple weeks ago? Well, yeah, but don't, hey, don't the Rockets have a bunch of pick swaps and stuff? Yeah, they got some stuff coming. Oh no, there's no doubt that they got shit coming. I'm just saying that they're fucking terrible right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. They've called up some G League guys. They've called up the, the Kevin Porter Jr. that was traded from, from Cleveland. So yeah. I, I think that they're kind of going all in on a – they're ready to go all in on a youth movement. Oh, yeah. I think Oladipo so. is probably out the door one way or the other. Oh, yeah, definitely. But does Houston want to lose him and get nothing back? I think they need to trade him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If he wants out, you trade him and he's not I – mean, No, he's not coming back. Right. Just trade him to get what you can. Right, so and, and it's, where you know, does he go? It's not quite deadline time yet, so they still have some couple time weeks. to make those moves. Got a couple weeks left, and it may be something that Houston like. Do they really even care? They probably wait till the last minute to try to get max value. I don't think they're in a rush at this point. I wonder if he ends up getting the Drummond and uh, and Griffin treatment, and if maybe Houston doesn't even maybe they just don't play him. <laughs> oh right, hmm. Like, why, why risk injury? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. It's possible. Well, I looked at uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. Uh, I just read his about, you know, trade deadline deals for multiple teams. Glance at what he said for the Grizzlies, and the only, only player that he had on our roster that, you know, could possibly be traded or make a move was Gorgie Chang. Yeah, right. I'd take him too, but no, but Gorgie's contract, it's expiring and went to like 17 something million, Mm -hmm. um, which makes it harder to move. So there's a chance he gets bought out if we're just looking for a roster spot. If we're trying, you know, or or maybe we do something because we've got money coming up in free agency. So there's a chance that we could move off of him and trade him, you know, to somebody that wants an expiring and take on some contract money 
because we'll have it, you know, in this offseason, depending on who's available. Or, or you know, or we cut him and try to pull somebody off the scrappy. I don't know. I feel like the Grizzlies are still fighting for a playoff spot. And if they get it, they're going to want him to be there to play. Well, they've let him, you know, he's played recently, but I think injuries kind of dictated that. But mm-hmm. he had kind of moved out of the rotation uh, a little bit and, and, you know, further down the bench. Mm-hmm. Especially, I guess, with Jared coming back or, you know, that's some of his minutes right there, even though he's more of a five. But, uh, you know, I guess they're, they're playing Tillman as as a small five some. So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be completely shocked if they moved off of him. No, I wouldn't either, but I don't think the Grizzlies are, like, trying to do that. I think they're comfortable having him as insurance. I think they want I mean, him there. Gorgie's money comes off the books at the end of the year anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but so does Oladipo's. You know, that's kind yeah. of why I brought it up. Well, Gorgie, we wa- Gorgie wants to be him. here. Gorgie, I don't think Gorgie is going around talking about how he wants to get out of Memphis and go play for a, a contender. Well, yeah, Oladipo is absolutely doing that. Well, there—I mean, there could be a market, and especially a buyout market. I mean, I don't know what we could do. You know, get save some money. Who's going to give? Yeah, yeah. I think the Grizzlies want him. I think that if they make the playoffs, they're going to want to have that backup big man that they can throw out against uh, whoever they're playing, or if somebody gets hurt. I think they—I don't know. I, I see I him as a valuable good, trade man. piece. I do believe that he's a great trade piece. But I don't think the Grizzlies, by any means, are like shopping him or trying to get rid of him. I think he wants to be here. Don't you get that impression? I get get the impression that the Grizzlies do value him. Yes. Yeah, they could have had James Johnson. They flipped. They flipped James Johnson for Gorgie Jang. Yeah, Yeah, they sought him out. Yeah. They and I think they took on his contract had more money, but they were able to, for whatever reason, take on more money from the Wolves. I think it was it all all came down to this all season. They are set up in this all season to pick up a free agent and to pay some players if need be. I, I think, think that was one of the main reasons they picked up uh, Gorgie's contract. Hmm. I would think the Grizzlies would it would have to be a no brainer trade for them to move him. Something that benefited them greatly. I don't think it's money or anything like that that would influence that move. I feel like Gorgie fits in perfectly. All right. With Memphis. Oh, you don't get that impression? I mean, no, I do, but I just he's he's I would say Kevin doesn't O'Connor doesn't a, know the Grizzlies as well as he thinks he does. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of run here though, <laughs> is all I'm saying. And if there's yeah. somebody else that wants him that, you know, is willing to give up an asset or a pick or or something to take on the contract, I could see it happen. Oh yeah, definitely. or you know, if it if an injury were to dictate that we needed to free up a roster spot, it also. I mean, I guess there's lower guys down the chain, but you know, it seems like he could be one that could be easily freed up. That's fair, that Pat. Yeah, I think if everybody's if everybody's healthy and you get a pick out of them, okay. Yeah, it would but I mean, it's it's going to be worth it. It ended up being a pretty low pick, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at that. contenders that are that are taking them on. But, yeah, I mean, if you can get value for him, sure. All right. Anybody else got anything in the NBA news? Vanelli, you got anything? I was going to say something about the Blake Griffin thing, but Bo hopped on it, so no. Oh, okay. I've got something that's not it's not necessarily news-related. All right. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, thought it was inter- I thought it was interesting. Did anybody watch any of the, uh, the inside story this week? 
I did. I did. No, I thought it was great. It was no, I, I missed it. Uh, that was really good, Brian. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was great. So the inside story is, uh, it's four ninety-minute episodes, and it's just about uh, inside the NBA. And each episode focuses on you know one of the four guys. The first one is is Ernie. Second one's Kenny Smith. Third one is Charles Barkley. And fourth one, of course, is, is Shaq. Um, and they kind of each one focuses on they focus on the guy, but they also kind of go they just go through the history of inside the NBA and its influence on on sports journalism. And I thought it was really, really well done. You know, they get all four of the guys together, I guess, at breakfast. You know, they're sitting around a table and just kind of shooting the shit, reminiscing. Yeah. But you, you get some high, you know, highlights over you know, just the length of, of inside the NBA as long as it's been on. They talk about er- Ernie's debut and how he kind of took over Kenny Smith coming in and how it was just kind of Ernie and, and Kenny for a while. Mm-hmm. But no, I thought it was really well done. It was uh, it was supposed to debut last March. Um, and then, of course, there was no basketball. So they waited. They were going to debut it over the summer, but I guess just the, the bubble was just kind of intense. There was a lot of go- lot going on. I thought the timing was bad for it. So, yeah, it started this week. And, uh, yeah, I watched all four episodes, and I thought it was great. You know, it kind of not on the same level as as The Last Dance, but I could kind of see where TNT was going with it. They toot their own horn a lot, but, I mean, it's inside the NBA on TNT. I mean, it's a legendary, you know, it's a legendary sports broadcast. It's up there with the all-timers. I think the best thing they did was – the best thing they did was go after Charles Barkley. Like, that – the dude is—he's made for television. He's entertaining just in him himself. Well, him and Shaq, their back and forth is, oh, is yeah. incredible. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts when they were talking about Shaq and Charles always fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, we just yeah, let they it talked go. About some, hmm? They talked about some turmoil when Shaq first came on. He kept trying to one up himself. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What kind of big crazy? I think one of the they kept trying to do something bigger and crazy each week, and I think one of the quotes was. Kenny, Kenny and Charles were talking and they were like, man, by the fifth week, like Shaq's going to light himself on fire on live TV or something. (laughs) Um, And, and Shaq's gotten a bad rap here recently. You know, he's kind of had his shtick where I feel like he's a lot of people feel like he kind of dogs players a bit, Yeah, but that's kind of a, that's a recent development with him. I mean, he's been really good on it. You know, Uh, those four guys are great at what they do. I think the best thing that they – well, not the best, but it definitely is a top moment in my opinion is when uh, Dwight Howard was going through all that stuff about everybody just basically realizing that he's just he's – a, he's, a, he's soft, basically. And they pulled him in there to do like an inside the NBA, and Shaq and, and Chuck had like basically a come-to-Jesus meeting with him and just say, look, if this is the player you want to be, this is what you're going to have to do, you know, and, and – whether the kid took it or whether the guy took it seriously or not, I, point being is, I think that doing something like that and have the ability to have two Hall of Famers up there talking to some of these guys that are involved and like grew up watching inside the NBA, you know, they're they're doing more than just broadcasting. I mean, they're helping some of these kids out to get better. Well, you know, he was by all accounts a good teammate last year on the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they, they needed him off the bench, and he, he wasn't the All Star or anything, but he, he helped him win a title. You got a ring. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a good show. <laughs> I remember when <laughs> like I remember when that happened when Shaq uh joined that crew and it was a lot of talk about 
is this going to work? And is Shaq good on TV? I remember, I remember hearing all about that when it was going on. And I remember watching it and thinking, yeah, this isn't as good as it used to be. But they turned the corner, they figured it out. And that's kind of what they do. And that's why they're great is because they just keep rolling with it. And Charles is hilarious. And, and uh, EJ and Kenny keep the show on track, so yeah. to speak, yeah. keep it going. And then the other guys are just kind of there to give their opinions and insight. And typically it's very good. I don't know what Shaq's been on lately. He's like on a mission to like, I don't know, like if he's just getting older and he feels like he needs to like coach, be like a life coach because he just knows everything. I don't know what the fucking deal is, <laughs> but he's he's definitely been on one lately. It's probably just a phase or something he's trying out because he wasn't always that way. It seems like it's just something he's like going through. Like he's he like he wants more out of the players or people he knows. I don't know. It could have been the fact that Kobe just died too. It could be some like PTSD or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, the final episode with with Shaquille, they it it, it kind of ended on on Kobe's death and their reaction to it. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but they if you watched, you'll you'll remember. But they. Uh, they went to Staples Center and yeah. did their broadcast from half court at Staples Center. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Shaq got emotional. Jerry West came out and was very emotional. They had a lot of people on and just kind of reminisced on Kobe's life and career. Yeah, I remember. And I remember, I remember, I remember watching that live and thinking it, thinking it was just incredible television. And, and those guys, especially Charles Barkley, uh, when they asked him about it, he said he thought it was a bad idea. He's like, we didn't want to do it. He's like, we kind of thought it was – we were kind of taking advantage of the situation. Exploiting. A bit. Yeah. 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 I remember. But he said, as we were doing it and after we were doing it, he said, he said, he, he made a point to say, you know what? You did something good when you, when your competitors reach out and said people from other markets and people from other networks reached out to us to tell us like that was, yeah. that was incredible. You know, you guys did a really good job. It was. Yeah. It was, it was fun watching to see kind of the evolution of the show. Yeah. It was cool to how look it's, back. How it's grown. Yeah. No doubt, it's definitely worth seeing, watching. Seeing some of those, seeing some of those '90s and, and 2000s sets and the <laughs> graphics was yeah, the old <laughs> graphics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you forget how old inside the NBA is, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. They they had the you know some of the stuff looks pretty dated now. It was it was kind of funny. <laughs> but now anybody listening, I definitely recommend. It's. Uh, I wonder if that's like streaming anywhere. For rewatch, I'm sure TNT has an app. Yeah, you, they do. Yeah, watch TNT. It's the app name. All right, ready to move on? Sure. All right, let's do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sign off, guys. I'm I'm fading out. I appreciate hey. y'all having me on. It's always been. Uh, next time, I, I'm not gonna have drank for five days in a row. <laughs> it's it's uh, fine, and I'll be able to. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to go after a little bit harder. Pat, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. Happy All right, guys. Good, appreciate Pat. you having me. Happy yeah, birthday. man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it again here real soon. Pat, you're 40, man. Drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been drinking water all night. I've been watching them drink beer on the Zoom, and it's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I need a couple more days of sobriety for sure. <laughs> all right, Pat. I'll catch up with you, man. See you. All right, guys. We'll see you all later. Good.
Let's move on with the podcast. Now it's time for Did Minnesota win a game this week? Aha. No. Since they have hired a new head coach, they have not won a game. Next up is All-Star Game. Did anybody <laughs> watch it? <laughs> I watched none of it. Oh, I watched it. I thought it was pretty good. It was all in one day, Sunday afternoon and evening, I guess. Yeah. I missed the beginning of it. I tuned in for at, like the beginning of the actual game, so I missed the three-point contest. Who won that? Steph? Steph won off of a – it was him and Mike Conley going against each other. And it Steph, was a technicality. Yeah, well, it was came down to the very last <laughs> shot. And, of course, Steph hit th- or both of his Mountain Dew balls, which count for three. And uh, Mike Conley just doesn't – I mean, he – I don't – I'm not dogging Mike at all, but he's just not – he doesn't have that shot in his in his bag per se. I mean, Mike Conley was great. You, you literally had to be – I think you had to be Steph Curry to have a better performance than he had. Yeah. And Which unfortunately for Mike Conley, Steph Curry shot after him. So yeah. I thought that was good. I thought that the the skills challenge was kind of truncated. I, th- I felt like that could be a little longer, you know. But I mean, I, I do like that they kind of squeeze it all into one day. Yeah, I think you they know, like shortened three, day, three days of it's a little much, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a party usually. It's yeah. three days of just partying. That's yeah. This time they wanted to get everybody get everybody in and the fuck out. Yeah. I didn't see the skills challenge. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. I'm sure it was like a shortened. I did. I turned it on halfway through the skills challenge, but I know Sabonis won it. Sabonis won. Yeah. Nice. I mean, the 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 skills setup, the track itself seemed shorter, and maybe I just maybe there's no paying up attention to the skills competition, but make a pass, make a layup, run, shoot a three. And I just, I, for some reason, I thought it was a little more than that. I thought maybe you had to make more than just one pass. I think it has been in the past. I think they've played with that format quite a bit. Yeah. They used to, like, bring they, in a WNBA player and, like, an ex-pro, yeah. didn't they? Isn't that what that used to yeah, be? Yeah, they did something like yeah. that. Yeah. They've done a lot of different stuff, and I don't think anybody thinks it's super important. It's just kind of like a part of the festivities. Yeah, maybe it's just that nobody cares about the skills competition, the skills challenge. I think they just did it to keep the tradition going. I don't think it's that important. I think it's just part of, like, uh, we're going to party. You can be a part of this because you have great skills. Like, D-Wade, throw the basketball through the circle. <laughs> uh, Chris Paul, can you make a bounce pass on point? He, like, yeah, uh, whatever. I saw the dunk contest at halftime. That was okay. It was quick. I think it was quick on purpose. It's a couple good dunks in there. It was fun, but nothing that blew me away. Yeah, there was. That's the, I have mixed emotions about the dunk contest for the simple fact that like the best dunkers are definitely not in the dunk contest. So it's always you always get some. I don't want to say random player to win it, but you know, somebody well, that's just not a household name. Yeah, a lot know. of times you get the young guys that are trying to make a name for themselves, right. and they're just doing it for publicity. Their agent probably talked them into it, or. But, knows? I mean, I thought it was—I thought it was fun. Uh, that Anthony Simons kid can jump out of the gym. I didn't realize how high he could get. He won the contest. Yeah, he is good. That kid could—he got some ups. I thought he should have just gone gone ahead and kissed the rim, but you know, I kind of get why he didn't. Yeah, who did that uh, for Memphis? Did DJ Steffens do that? Yeah, it had to been DJ. I think he did that once. 
Oh, but he can jump out, dude. He was jumping off out of the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the the dunk contest was I didn't realize that uh, Obi Toppin's dad was Dunker's Delight. Yeah, right. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that dude was you know he was always in the the and one mixtapes. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, yeah, no clue. That kid, that dude is huge, man. That Obi Topping guy is massive. Yes. It just shows you how yeah, many Knicks game that I, you know, I watch. But he know. doesn't get a lot of minutes over there. But you're right, he's, he's big. Massive. When he got it on the court, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's gonna be good too. Yeah. The game, Bo, you didn't watch it, so you can just go get another hams or something. I already got it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, did you catch any of the All Star game? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I thought it was, uh, I mean, it was fun. I mean, it's always a pretty, it's always a pretty guard-centric game, but I thought even more so with, uh, oh, yeah, with no Embiid, no Simmons. Anthony Davis, uh, he didn't play at all, did he? No. AD, no. No. Uh, LeBron only had 13 minutes, I think. Right. That was uh, probably him voicing his opinion with Coach Quinn Snyder. Um, Jokic was doing some stuff. I thought he was going to have 100 yep. rebounds. I'm surprised Quinn Yoshi. Snyder didn't play LeBron like 48. <laughs> Just play him all the way through. <laughs> Wear him out. <laughs> I wasn't really like paying a lot of attention to it, but I saw Steph hit that three, and oh. he did the turnaround before it went in. Yeah. And that was kind of when I thought to myself, oh, okay, hey, I'm enjoying this. This is fun. Like That was a fun thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fun. A couple other things I thought that were fun was the Steph and CP3 receiving back-to-back alley-oops. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time we've seen Steph Curry dunk? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, those guys just don't do that. Catch an alley-oop. <laughs> that, yeah. It's not, their, not in their game, typically. Yeah, CP2. Yeah. I also liked when uh, Dame and Steph hit the back-to-back half-court oh, man. threes. That Damian. First Dame did it, and then Steph did it the next play when he had the ball. <laughs> it was legitimately like behind the half court line. <laughs> that Damian, that yeah, Damian, there was that Damian Lillard shot to end the game was like you know, solid. Like, oh, it was it was only fitting that it's he the, hit it. <laughs> like it's the most Dame thing ever. Like the only other player I could see doing something like that would be like Westbrook being like, "I want the game winner." <laughs> there was some friendly teammate competition there for sure between between Lillard and Curry. Yeah. Dame was sitting on the bench because he didn't get to start, and you could see he was just watching Steph just like envious as hell. Like, damn, I want yeah. in the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to be out there so they could kind of go at it, you know? Like, that's a big competition there, both being out in the West, and they both kind of see themselves as – the best guards out there. If you had to pick, uh huh, without knowing what they are today, would you pick Steph or would you pick Dame based off of college experience? Oh God, I don't know. So those two are tough because they both went to small schools, right? You know? Right. I would want to sit down, and I would have to be in like the sit down interview, right, right, right? But I think you're fine with either one. Because what didn't didn't Dame didn't Dame go to what was it Weber State? Something Weber, yeah. Or Weber, Weber State, State yeah. yeah. I mean, Jay, and then if you Curry was Davidson, Davidson, Dayton, yeah. Dayton, yeah. I I think Davidson. I would probably Davidson, yeah. 
you'd probably go with Steph just because his dad was a was in the NBA, and so he's gonna have. I I don't know Dame's personal life at all or his family, but just in a vacuum, saying that you had one one guy who had a family member that played in the NBA, mm-hmm. and then is gonna have his dad around as a mentor kind of thing. Yeah, you know, like, like look at Seth. Like Seth Curry is right. is has had a career. So just just based on the fact that his dad had a long NBA career, I'd probably still take the I'd take the guy that had even if their college careers kind of lined up, I'd probably bet on the 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 kid that had the dad in the NBA. I wish Pat was still on here because I'm pretty sure that Pat and I went to a Portland Trailblazers game when the Grizzlies played him in the playoffs, and we sat either I think either a row in front of or a row behind uh, Damian Lillard's family. And they were all pretty normal, but I guess he has a sister that is just ridiculously competitive, and she got tossed out uh, oh. toward the end of the fourth quarter, <laughs> which was quite hilarious. What just for yelling? No, so you know, we you know when they do the the you know the growl towels or the playoff games, and so like everybody had a towel in their seat, and so they were waving it around, and um, this chick just got hit in the head with it, and she turned around and said something, and then by that time the Grizzlies had won, and we were all just basically jumping up and down, going wild, and you know she just you know the the security had came and got her because things were not going to get good. She got upset. Yes. It happens. Speaking on the Curry Lillard out of college thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but remember Lillard had like a bit more of an NBA ready body. Like he was maybe just a, a little bulkier yeah. than Steph, Curry. Yeah. I mean, Steph was a little bitty kid coming out of college yeah. and nobody knew what, the, I mean, what he was going to be able to do with the ball. Yeah. It's hard to Dame say. Dame wasn't a big guy, but I feel like he had a little more muscle on him. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. It's a tough question. I don't know. I, I don't just know if it's, think about it. I don't know. Either one is what I would say. Yeah. Wouldn't care. Like they both turned out to be great. Steph had some dark years there with the ankles. That's all. I, if I knew that was going to happen, I'd probably go Dame. Just thinking about some of the Dame moments that he has, though, man. Like he's, he ain't done yet. Dude, <laughs> some of the shots are just absolutely – there's just no way that should even go in. Yeah, he's just good. Back to the All-Star game. Marv Albert is super old sounding Marv. and looking. <laughs> that dude's like pushing 80 years old. He doesn't look good or sound particularly good. I think the scoring just, I think the scoring that they do in the All-Star game is so stupid. The like the scoring format, mm-hmm. how they chop it up. Like just just play. Just, you know, set oh. Set a clock and you just just go with it. You know what I mean? Well, they started they started zero at the beginning of the third quarter because is it like the winner the team that wins the third quarter gets to donate money to a charity, right? Isn't that like a, they did it each quarter this year? I mean, and that's okay. fine. And okay. I'm not I'm not knocking the donation to the charity like side of it. I just think that if you have a normal person turning on the NBA All Star game or like going to an NBA All Star party or whatever. And they walk into it and don't know much about basketball, and they turn and they look at the television and they're like, "Well, why is it the third quarter and it's four to two? It's just confusing as hell." I, I mean, we like you get like we get it because we watch the NBA and we understand how what it, what they're trying to do, 
It's well, just not very appealing to anybody else that doesn't watch the NBA. Well, I think point. they're trying to raise the competition level, so it's not just all bullshit until the last two minutes. Well, that's true, too. Instead, it's bullshit for the first <laughs> two quarters. No, because they play like each quarter means something now. Oh. There's actually an incentive to win each quarter. True. And not I mean, just also, it's, a, it's an all-star game, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, it means it means nothing. Nothing. You know? It's totally pointless. Just a, it's a, sheer entertainment. A glorified pickup game. Out of the major sports, it's I feel like it's the best. The game itself, it's fun. Is the best. It's fun. I, like I, mean, the pro, who, who, I think the Pro Bowl is really good. Pro Bowl? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Did Giannis miss a single shot in that game? He didn't miss any, right? He went 16 for 16. He looked yeah. completely unstoppable. He's out there if fucking you, banking in threes and shit. If you do not play any defense on Giannis, he, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. He was feeling it. He had no pressure at all. Like, if Giannis played every game with no pressure, maybe he's a much better player. I think maybe this guy's putting too much pressure on himself in regular games. And the fact that he chose to come back to Milwaukee, is, it's still mind-blowing because he could have gone anywhere and – been in o- or embraced with open arms. Sure, absolutely. I don't think it's mind blowing though. You got Max Supermax. I mean, but he could have gone anywhere. Got the Super- most money. Do you think that he will win a championship while he's in Milwaukee? I think that's up to him. If he turns the corner like Embiid has this year. Okay, so do you think solely he can do it? Nobody does it by themselves. Well, it's a team game. But the supporting cast he has now, I guess. Is my- yeah, I think it's possible. If he played like Embiid's been playing, he's he hasn't been, but yeah. Shit, yeah. He's if he turns the corner and his decision making is gonna have to get a little better too. In game decision making. And yeah. I think part of that's a lot of I feel like he feels like there's a lot of pressure on him. No, yes, he's definitely the type of player that can completely change a franchise and lead one. Absolutely. Yes, I would not be surprised. I mean, shit, wasn't Milwaukee, like, favored to get to the finals last year? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? I think you just answered your own question. I don't know. I just <laughs> – I think that they, they just need to – they if they could just put another piece, you know, alongside him. Yeah, just, that know, was he, what they, they tried to. I mean, they got Drew Holiday. And I think uh, the money they spent on Chris Middleton, maybe, maybe that – should be towards a little better of a player. Right. But Middleton's good, and I think they need to make Middleton the first option so Giannis can kind of find his own way right. around that. He's getting, I guess, I don't want to say better off the ball, but at least to where he doesn't feel like he always has to touch Right. It. Yeah. Everything runs through Giannis. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's not the best way to use him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Budenholzer keeps that – job after how many years of expecting to be in the finals and not making it right. yeah, at what point re- do you get a new coach yeah but it, can you really blame the guy for getting to the finals or like getting right there and like i mean i don't know that's just i guess my question is who do you who's the guy with? that you're talking about the Budenholzer. player or the coach no, the coach the coach I'm talking about Budenholzer. yeah he should have well, they should have been there i think right as far as middleton goes yeah. The last this season and last he's like borderline 50 40 90. Yeah. So I I don't I don't really know what else you want the guy to do. Nothing. I think he's great. But Well, it's not just that, but the who you, who money. You I mean, you can't get James Harden in there. Right. Man. But 
if Giannis had a James Harden instead of a Chris Middleton, maybe they're in the finals. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, sure. The money spent. If the Grizzlies had. Well, it's like the same money, though. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. that, that maybe. I know Middleton's really good, but maybe he's not like a max player. But you have to pay him or else he'll leave. I get right. it. But Giannis is probably looking and around Giannis the league. Giannis has Pat Connaughton. Right. Giannis is probably looking around the league, and he's looking at how much his teammates are making in comparison to the other rosters. And he's saying, well, this guy's making what James Harden's making, but he's not James Harden. And he's, he's saying, why don't we have James Harden? And he's thinking, but he ended up signing back with Milwaukee, and they're going to ride it out until they don't. And I don't know. It, I I mean, Giannis is overachieved. Nobody ever thought he was going to be this good in the first place. I don't think. No, I mean, I, it's... Yes, I do think they can win a championship. I think Giannis can lead a team to a championship. But why has it not happened? That's the big question. So wait and see, man. I don't know. I like, just think the I got break. a couple theories, but I don't fucking know. I think if you look at it on paper... If the Bucks get there, and they, they got Drew Holiday now, if, if it helps, it's yeah, a better help. point guard. But if you look at their roster right now of where they are on paper, do you think that they could beat the Lakers? Because only if uh, Giannis starts playing a lot fucking harder, a lot better. Right. However, that can be. I mean, he's still he's already great, but I mean, do you think Philly can beat the Lakers? Probably not. No, I don't know if anybody can. Tall order. Especially if they get Andre Drummond just coming in just for, you know, six or seven minutes a game. I mean, I'd said it the beginning of this season. I don't think anybody can beat the Lakers. They got better. They won the title last year and <laughs> improved their roster. How how do you beat them? I don't know. Back to the All-Star game. Giannis got the MVP. That's awesome. Good for him. Felt like that was deserving. Who else had a better game? I guess Steph was like more entertaining, but he didn't have a better game. I'm not going to pull up the fucking box scores or anything, but man, you know, I am kind of curious to look at the box scores and and I want to look at like LeBron's team was way better. Like it was almost like LeBron had all of the closers and like Team Durant was all the like wannabe closers. Like Kyrie's <laughs> closed before, but. He's not. He hasn't done anything in a while to close shit. All right, I got the. Like, he had like Jokic, Giannis, uh, the, the Jokic Curry two man game that we saw a lot of in the first half was a lot of fun. So they had Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, Doncic, Curry, CP3, yeah, Doncic, uh, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Sabonis, and Rudy Gobert. Dude, he had all the closers. Get all the killers. And then Team Durant is like uh, Kawhi, Tatum. But it's like Harden and Mitchell and Julius yeah. and Vucevic. Yeah, they Team Durant definitely after outside of Kawhi and <laughs> Brad Beal. Yeah. Like Close the only there. players that have won on that team is Kyrie, he's his teammate in Brooklyn and he's a winner and Kawhi Leonard, sure. But, like, none of these other guys have ever won jack shit on Team Durant. I was really expecting He had AD and Embiid. Those guys didn't play, and that's probably pretty yeah. important yeah. to note. But you look at this starting five. 
for Team LeBron, it's Giannis, Curry, Doncic, Jokic. It's ridiculous. And then they got Sabonis and Lillard and Chris Paul and Ben Simmons. A couple of those guys didn't play. That was pretty interesting. I felt like LeBron's team was definitely stronger. And it was just built with more of a competitive, like killers, like just killers. Not just basketball players, but like murderers. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a pretty stout lineup on Team LeBron. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you take a. It's a game that where they already don't play any defense. I, I saw <laughs> Jokic was Jokic was playing a little defense early in the game, right? <laughs> and that was funny. But yeah, I mean, when you've got when you've got Curry and Lillard, I mean, you already you can't defend those guys because they're shooting from half court. <laughs> I mean, they're you pop them into their instant offense. So. You know, how, you know how annoying it's got to be to be a center in the All Star game. What do you? <laughs> well, look at Pau Gasol. Like, dude didn't even score in an All Star game. Like, what are you really? What are you contributing to this? Because you're like the only time you're getting the ball is when it's like a rebound. Yeah, Pau like, had like twelve rebounds or yeah, some shit. After, and no like, points. Right. Like after that, like what do you, what do you do? Like, you're not gonna jack up a three. Maybe you go down with like two seconds left in the game. You just throw something up or whatever. But it's a Grizzlies like, first ever All Star. Like yeah, you're right. It is tougher for big men because the 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 name is run and gun. It's athletes. Oh yeah. That are running the court and getting out open like out in the open court or it's like threes. Why wouldn't they just turn into like or I mean if the if the big man is going to be completely irrelevant and just turn into a 4 on 4 game and just like let's ride. Well, I think know? that's kind of why they changed it from a center position to like three forwards. Right. Cuz they were like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> we got we have to have a center. Should we move on from the, anybody got anything else on the All-Star game? Bo, is there anything that you would like to add? Congratulations to Mike Conley. That's hey, it. Hey, Mike Conley. Hey. Indeed. Good point. Mike Conley, first-time All-Star, former Grizz. That three-point competition broke my heart, though, man. It came down to the very last, and That's... it was just like, what do you do? Steph Curry hits that last one, you're like, all right, whatever. Hey, he was lucky to be there at all. He was shooting that thing, though, man. Yeah, he does shoot that thing. Shoot that thing. But yeah, definitely cool to see Mike Conley finally get in that game. He deserved it at least four years ago, several times probably. Yeah. But the West is crazy. I mean, you don't put him in instead of Steph Curry or CP3 or whoever it was at the time. Dame. Dame. Yeah. It's stiff competition. I'm glad he got it, though. That was really cool. and. You're right, Bo. That was cool. I can't believe you didn't tune in for Mike Conley's first and only All-Star game ever. I just can't watch the All-Star game. It's just too much. Too much what? Too much nonsense. <laughs> That's the old man. I like the nonsense, the chaos. Yeah, I do too. It's I'm, fun. I think yeah, it's, it's goofy. You know, it's not meant to be serious. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool to see all those guys that are like – Normally, at each other's—I don't want to say at each other's throats, but at least competing at the highest possible level with each other—that you see them getting chippy with each other, like mm -hmm. Dame and Steph, or oh yeah, like I mean, they go at it, and then you get to see them at the All Star game to where they're, you know, I mean, they were on the same damn team and still going at it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, still, you get to see them in a lighter mode to where it's like, okay, at least they can enjoy what they do. You know what I mean? And not not saying they don't. I'm just saying that like that environment is is more set up to where. You can kind of see different uh, one-two combos that you would never see ever again. Dave oh, and yeah. Steph are never going to be on the same team with each other. No doubt, 
no doubt at all. It's fun to me. I don't know. I didn't take it seriously or anything. Just just watched it. I think we should move on. Bo, do you want to take us through your uh, two games, five minutes segment? What do you have on that this week? Two games I watched the last five minutes of? Yeah. Did you do that this week? I did watch that the Grizzlies so long ago. <laughs> what was that game? I don't know. Was that what Grizz day? Whiz? It's the first time you asked me for this in a long time. I know. I forgot about it, and, and you stopped doing it. So I thought yeah. I'd bring it back <laughs> <laughs> and surprise you. <laughs> See that. The Chris played oh. Washington and Milwaukee. Was it the Washington that game? That was Milwaukee well, the Milwaukee game was, that was awesome. the close that, one. Yeah, that was the Milwaukee one. Yeah, yeah. The, I watched. I watched the fourth quarter of the Bucks Grizzlies, so that that qualifies. <laughs> yes, it was refreshing to see the Grizzlies competing against a really really good Bucks team. I agree, and you know, it makes you hopeful for the future when they got. Jaron Jackson out there. Whenever that may be. Could Hopefully be this week. Next week. This week, yeah. Could be. Nobody knows. And now I have to go back and look at the box score. Now the Bucks <laughs> like did not hit any threes that Oh, that they game. played like shit. There was no doubt about that. They, they yeah, play the, like the shit because were... they were forced to play like shit, or do they play like shit because they were checked out of the game for the all star break? Maybe Actually, both, both the teams shot terribly from three. The, you know, it was one of those games that I didn't take any notes because I was enjoying it too much. That I can last, respect that. That last shot was so heartbreaking, though. Where we, uh, John Morant threw it into Desmond Bain. I'm like, why? Why Why? Why is that not switched around? Why is Desmond Bain not taking the ball out and throwing it into John Morant for that last shot? Yeah, or why did they trust they, his passing more? Yeah, Jaws passing. I I almost would have, I, I almost would have wanted to see like, like Valanciunas or yeah. it was such a slow last mo. second shot. Just throw your big slow mo. Yeah. Oh, Whoever, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever, just get the ball. My point being yeah. is, just get the damn ball to John Morant because if there's anybody on the court that's gonna possibly get that foul call, then it's gonna be Jaw. It's not going to yeah. be Desmond Bain. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to call that for Desmond Bain. And that's what you're pay- playing slow-mo for is to, to, to inbounds it. Jeff, you're right. I like it. Let's see. The he's Grizzlies. tall and he's, he can pass. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Or, yeah, I like slow-mo there. I don't know. That's my guy. Or maybe Winslow. The Grizz went 500. They only played two games, but another week of 500 ball. And, Bo, we've talked about it. That's all we want at this point. In the season, it's yeah. 500 ball. And that Milwaukee game could have gone either way. And they beat Washington. That's a good win, I feel like. Like, Washington's not the greatest. They don't have the best record in the world. But they're still competitive in every game they play. Westbrook and Bradley Beal are still out there. It's a good win for the Grizz. Next week, they got Washington again, Denver, and Oklahoma. Three games this week and a shortened week. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a little bit of a tough stretch there. They got to face Washington again, and then uh, Denver is just tough for anyone. Yeah, I was going to say I I don't think that they beat Denver, but and Oklahoma is like surprisingly competitive with a lot of games. So let's see if they can beat five hundred. 
I'd it's three games, so it's not going to be right at 500. So it'll be either over or under 500 this week. I think they could go two and one in that. Yeah, it's possible. Definitely. They beat Washington and Oklahoma, or maybe they surprise Denver and get that one on a Friday night. Yeah, that'd be a good one to get to. Hell yeah. Brian, are we drinking Gatorade this week? I mean, G League's in the playoffs. <laughs> you got any other random shit you want to bring up? Drinking Gatorade you know, with Brian Clark? The, uh, the, the Ignite, the Ignite uh, select team lost today to the uh, Raptor, Raptors 905. Oh. 127 to 102. Just kind of looks like they got a little overpowered. They didn't have Jonathan Kaminga this game. Oh, Kaminga. Um, What's for he- some reason, he didn't play. I don't know why I tried to. I just kind of was watching the game at work with the sound off. Sure. Today, and I uh, tried to Google search his Kaminga's name and Kaminga <laughs> out, and any combination. Why didn't Kaminga play today? I had a. I had the. Just I couldn't get it working, huh? Yeah. I had yeah. the. I had the plus twenty five and a half on that line, Ron. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Little, little lunchtime gambling. <laughs> nice. Hey man, well, I mean, what you know? What else are you going to gamble on at two in the afternoon? It's I not t- baseball season hey, hasn't started yet. So. I t- <laughs> and I'll tell you this: uh, the uh, now I've never been a big college basketball fan, but I'll tell you what: here in the next few weeks, that Thursday and Friday of that turn, the first, you know, the opening term, that's that's one of the. If you're that's, a gambler, that is like the the that's mecca. next week, right? Uh, March Madness? Does the, that start on the 14th? It starts on the 18th. 18th. Or 17th and 18th or 18th and 19th? One I thought two. it was the 14th. I'm not sure. It's the week of Yeah, we've that. got the comp- conference tournaments this week. And some of the smaller uh, conferences have already started. There's been there's been some uh, sm- you know smaller conference tournaments going on that started uh, today. And I think Atlantic 10 and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, that's yeah. all I got on the G League. Sem- semifinals are tomorrow, and then the finals are Thursday night. Yeah, man. Uh, Selection Sunday is the March 14th, and the games will start on the 18th. So, yeah, Selection Sunday is uh, next week here. Yeah, hell yeah. Next Thursday. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. That first round is fun to gamble on. You can yeah. win a lot of money. <laughs> Quick money, too. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go out to Vegas on those days. You can just go to... You can just go to Tunica. I mean, you could, but you could also sit at home and open your computer up, too. But you can't watch all the games at the same time. At Tunica, they're going to have all the games on. So they will, they will in Vegas, too. Vegas is nowhere near here. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fly? You're just... You can You're going to fl- fly in a pandemic to Las Vegas? <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can get a flight to Vegas right now for like 200 bucks. I think it's free. I don't think you even have to pay, dude. Like, you know. They pay you. <laughs> You're a lab rat. Um, I think we need to move along. I think we need to get to the pick game and kind of wrap this up. Pick game? Yeah, pick game of the week. You need some music for this part. There we go. (laughs) Roseanne. (laughs) The pick game was Wednesday night. 
is Utah versus Philly at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wells Fargo, home of the relentless sales pressure, unrealistic sales targets, and unauthorized banking activity. On to the game. I watched the Philly broadcast with Mark Zumoff, and you're going to love this one, Bo. Ala Abdemnali. He's from Egypt. How do you say his name? Mm, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Ab. Well, they said it on the broadcast a bunch. I, I listened to the Philly feed as well. Ab. Abdanel. Abracadabra. <laughs> Abracadabra. I don't know the guy's name. I never heard it before. This is our first Philly game of the season. It was on NBC Sports Philadelphia. All right, so look, real. let's get real here. The story of this game was Embiid versus Gobert. That was kind of our story when we picked the game, right? Correct. And then it was Ben Simmons versus Joe Ingles, the Aussie battle, king of the island. Jingles. It's the leader of the east versus the leader of the west. Is, it a, is Australia not a continent, Jeff? It's an island. <laughs> I think it's a continent. It's a fucking island. Are, New Zealand's an wanna, island. Are they all islands? Wanna, is every continent an island? Every continent's an island if you, you know, if you want to argue semantics. <laughs> I'm with you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, hey, that's our pick game. Look, I got a, I got a kid in second grade. We, uh, this is, it's all, <laughs> it's all semantics and. Oh, I was going to go on to the next segment. Yeah. No, go on. Hey. What else we got? Grizz coverage? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, look, Gobert won the tip. Was this a sign of things to come in the game? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what did you like in the game? Did you watch it? Uh, I had trouble logging on to the NBA app. I had, I don't, it wasn't your login and password. Bullshit. Something was going on with the NBA app on my Apple TV. Just, um, so text, I watched, just text me. Don't text Jeff. I watched a lot of recaps. I watched like five or six different recaps of this thing on YouTube. You know what I have to do? I have to use my phone app and Chromecast it because the phone app for NBA is way better than like the ones on the TVs. Or Yeah, I had to like I had to re-download the app on my TV. Ugh. And then for some reason it wasn't accepting my password. Ugh, I quit. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I just I gave up. Anymore. And and, I, and I sh- I'm you know thinking of it, I just got frustrated and like rage quit um, <laughs> after trying for like 15 minutes. And yeah, I should have just logged in on my phone. I feel like you were screaming um, and being like, "What's the password?" <laughs> pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jen left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask her if the password was written down somewhere on like a little sliver of paper? Yeah. What, a, what I'm getting out Where of all of this, what I'm getting out of all this is that you didn't catch much of the game. He watched four or five, six recaps, and then he you know, watched he, a lot of recaps. He he even made like a Philly cheesesteaks for him and Jen to sit down and watch the the <laughs> Texas, game. Texas Tech Philly nice. cheesesteaks. I did. Nice. I did it work. Well, I did it work. Catch a couple of the uh, replays, like the condensed replays on NBA TV as well. Okay. I made a point to search those out at work, and then try to do as little as possible <laughs> at so work. That I would be so I could at work so I could watch them <laughs> and prepare for the podcast. 
Hey, you got to pick and choose your spots. All right. What, uh, Vanelli, I don't, I don't guess you watched this game. The Philly Utah game? Yeah. Yeah. You saw that one? Yeah. I thought that's what we were supposed to be talking about. I didn't realize Absolutely. That, I didn't realize that you could opt out and well, I know, but some, some, sometimes these guys just don't do their jobs. I don't know. <laughs> it's their jobs. I think. No, you're right. I did. I did not do my job. <laughs> I think, look, so I could try to do this job tonight, <laughs> like two days in a row. <laughs> I think, look, Joel Embiid, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the guy, you know, he, he almost went from the beginning of it, like of his career into what he is now, or at least what he's becoming now as, uh, I don't want to say a joke, but I mean, people kind of looked at him almost like a Dwight Howard-ish player. Hmm. At least I did, to where he just always playing around, fucking around, joking, whatever. Mm. And then now he's finally turned it on to where people are like, okay, this kid's got some serious game. I'm sure the people of like the... True Philly fans probably were like, okay, we've known this kid can do this for a long time. I'm listening. I, I, that's all I have to say. That's it. And so now what? I mean, you, how do you look at him differently? You well, think I just think now. I mean, I, I think now he's finally turned the corner to where he can, you know, yeah. control a game too. Oh, yeah, man. I agree. Oh. He's definitely on one. But I think he's still having fun out there some. He's just – He's just going at motherfuckers now. Yeah. Like, he is going at them. He realizes he's a lot bigger and stronger than the majority of people out there. Yeah. Some of that may be a bit of maturity and uh, being confident in his body, too. Like, not not worrying about getting hurt all the time. Right. But Donovan Mitchell, though. Yeah, he had it going early. He's banging threes. He had 10 of the Utah's first 16 points. Ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. Some of the stuff that that kid can do just is absolutely ridiculous. He's he's so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and he has high energy too. Like he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps too with having like Mike, having Mike on that team with him. Mm-hmm. Kind of just that camaraderie because you could see it last night in the All Star game. Yeah, so. uh, it's almost like Donovan is. He's. It, I noticed this early when Mike first got to Utah. It was like Donovan was bringing Mike up. He was like, "I know you're the veteran, but like this is my fucking team, and you're 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 having a hard time. I see you struggling. You're hanging your head a little bit here and there." And he's like, he's like bringing this dude up, like a veteran point guard that's been the captain, been the leader of the team, and, he, and like Donovan is that strong of a personality that he can get away with, like being like, Hey man, buck up. We're going to get through this. But the flip side of that coin too is though, Jeff, think of it this way that when you do get Mike Conley back in that right, that right state of mind, as Grizzlies fans, we've seen it. I think he's right there right now. He, if you have him in the right state of mind going into the playoffs with Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell and you know, you've got Rudy Gobert that can do what he does. That's a tough team to beat Uh, all the way across. Pretty, pretty good roster there. Like, uh, you got, you know, and we, we we joke about jingles, but, I mean, do you got jingles out there who can just drill threes as he needs to? Did you know that jingles is the seventh best three-point shooter in the NBA right now? I didn't know that, but it's also not surprising. He is third in three-point percentages at 46.5, 36th in three-pointers made at 79, 
63rd in attempts at 170, but because of his high percentage, he's considered seventh overall. How about that? How far do you think the Jazz could go? Uh, I want to say Western Conference Finals. I want to say Finals, but they haven't done that yet. Right. Like, I got to see it first. Like, I pull, I was pulling for Portland last year. I clearly pull for the fucking underdogs. Right. Like, anybody but who's supposed to do it. Like, anybody but the fucking Lakers where everybody's dying to go play Andre Drummond. <laughs> like, I, anybody but them. Like, I, I always mm. root for the underdog, more or less. Realistically, I don't know if anybody can beat the Lakers, like I said earlier tonight. But Utah's right there, man. I mean, if Gobert can make it tough inside and Jingles can do Jingles things where he's upsetting perimeter players and making plays and you got Conley and Donovan driving and banging threes like yeah yeah I think it's doable um, you would have to almost would, Bogdanovich looking at that roster looking at the Jazz roster versus looking at like the Lakers roster the the Jazz are going to have to play an absolute perfect series one one thing the Jazz do have going for them is chemistry and longevity. They've been oh, yeah. together. They've been doing this together for a minute now. Mm-hmm. And that goes a long way, especially in the playoffs. But the thing about Donovan and Rudy is that we just haven't seen them take that leap. Like, I think that's their next step is making it to the Western Conference Finals. Can they get out of the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. But that's that definitely, I think, their next step and where they want to be. On the other side, like Philly, I think that's their next step too, is getting to the conference finals. Uh, Embiid's having a very special season. They've got Doc Rivers, great coach. Things are looking up for them. If they can get Oladipo in that trade or if they can do something to kind of push back their youth movement and get some veterans that are ready to win now, I think that Philly's right there. And Embiid's having such a special season He's second in the league in points per game at 30.2, trailing only to Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. As a big man in this league, oh, yeah, that's to be good. putting up 30 a game, like that's yep. not, there's not very many big men doing that. Yep. He's, uh, he's, he's ridiculously good. Um, and like I said, he's, he's changed a lot from when he was younger to now. Too. You're too far away from the microphone. Pull that thing towards you. Hello. Yeah, not like that. Oh, that's don't, better. Don't molest it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's good Get right see, in there. <laughs> it's good to see him uh, kind of turn the corner and, and and just be you know who I guess everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. He's reaching his potential for sure. Bo, what did you have any takeaways and in this game? Uh, I know well, you watched just to, it, right? Yeah, initially watching it, you just saw how big Embiid is. Yeah, and, and that, and he stood out against Gobert, which is just insane, right? Uh, uh, and then you also just like evaluating the team defensively, they're they're anchored by Embiid and then and Gobert, but also I guess Simmons for the Sixers. He's so he's such a weird player. But offensively, yeah. those teams both just have—they have such firepower, you know. 
And, mm-hmm. and what stood up to me as far as the 76ers offense is Seth Curry, his ability just to stretch the floor and not have to be, he can be a point guard in size and, and on defense be a defend Mitchell or Conley if he has to, but Simmons can handle the bar, ball and then Curry just can just stand out there. Offensively, I feel like both teams are devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun game for sure, man. Really fun to watch. A great pick, I felt like. Yeah, it was really good. Bujan Bogdanovich, though. Is he like a a little Dirk Nowitzki? I saw one play in the game where he had like this one-legged fadeaway. He's definitely got that down, that Dirk move. You know, the off the one leg, knee up, fadeaway. At 31 years old, which is how old Bujan is, Dirk was a much better scorer. He was also the number one option in Dallas. Now, mm-hmm. Bouillon's definitely not the number one option in Utah, but he still gets 15 points a game. Dirk was getting like 25 a game at age 31. Dirk was also a seven-footer. Bouillon's six-foot-eight. But their style of play is very f- similar, I feel like. Maybe Chris Middleton meets Dirk Nowitzki. And I'm really just basing all of this off of that one foot fadeaway I saw. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know why. It's just his style of game. He's not a big, big time rebounder or defensive player, but he's got some crazy offensive moves. Bogdanovich. Can you guess how old Dirk Nowitzki was during his highest scoring season? Arguably his best season of his career. 25. 31. I was going to say 32. Answer is 27. Damn. Mm. Two years off. He averaged 26.6 points a game that season. He shot 48% from the field and 40% from three with nine rebounds a game, 2.8 assists a game. That was his arguably his best season, his best season of his career. I would say, and I'm telling you guys this because I still think that the magic number is 27. For what, player age? Mm-hmm. If I'm building a team, I want all the 27-year-olds I can get. They've been in the league for a little while. They know how things work. They've grown with maturity. They've been around the game for a while, but they're not like on the decline yet. I think that's the fucking magic number. So here's a list of 27-year-old players. In the league right now? Yep. Okay. Is it like 500 people? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people, but I'll just give you like the first like. Give me some, like five. a couple of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Davis. All right. Bradley, yeah. Bradley Beal. Okay. Fred Van Vliet. Uh-huh. Alex Caruso. Steven Adams. Uh-huh. Andre Drummond. Okay. Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. Quinn Cook. Dennis Schroeder. Norman Powell. Ron Baker. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> yep, that's um, where we are. Kyle, I, Ar- Kyle Anderson's 27. Hey, now, this may be his best season yeah. of his career right now. I um, base most of this off of, like, Kobe's best year, his highest scoring year, was when he was 27. And... When I look at players' careers, 
I look, I go to 27 always. I feel like that's kind of the magic number in and about 27, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. Not that Dark Nowitzki has anything to do with this game. <laughs> but I saw, I see Bouillon a little bit like I see Dark. A little bit, you know, a little bit. Yeah, I thought the, if I want to chime in on something yeah. related to the game, MB just such a good matchup against Gobert, I feel like. Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, I, I think he... Embiid's able to kind of neutralize a lot of what makes Gobert such a good defensive player because he can do so much outside the paint. I mean, he's hitting jump shots, putting him in the spin cycle a little bit. Gobert's a great rim protector. But, I mean, Embiid doesn't get all of his his scores at the rim, you know. I mean, Embiid's shooting threes. It's not Gobert's game. Uh, Now, granted, Embiid scored a lot on – Gilbert wasn't defending him the entire time. I mean, Embiid took he took advantage of other matchups. Mm-hmm. Gilbert's just not that he's not as good of a defender against Embiid as he is against other big men. Gilbert's still gonna challenge the rim when guards come in to score. Embiid's just built to give people like Gilbert a fit. I feel like. I think part of Embiid catching other matchups like uh, Derek Favors, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Gobert kind of got into a little bit of foul trouble. Embiid was just determined to go straight at Gobert over and over and over. It was really fun to watch that inside game, Gobert versus Embiid. It was a lot of fun to watch. Who won the matchup? Not the guy that won the tip. I think it appeared (laughs) that uh, Embiid won the matchup, I felt like. I mean, he does it all, man. Shit, he hit the game-tying three. With that six was, seconds left in regulation. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is definitely, like, obviously your best player. This guy can do it all. I mean, Conley had a shot in the lane for the win, but, I mean, he missed it, but that's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, the Jazz the Jazz could have easily taken that game, but Conley missed that. One player that stuck out to me that – had some kind of impact in the game and that's kind of what we look for here at the house of hoops was uh matisse fabule from philly now who are you (laughs) he's a 2019 first round 20th overall draft pick the 76ers liked him so much they had him stop working out for other teams promised in exchange to select him in the first round with their 24th overall draft pick They effectively ended up moving up to the number 20 to select him, receiving his draft rights from the Boston Celtics in a trade for Philly's 24th and 33rd picks. And he signed with the 76ers. He's 24 years old. Been in the league for two years now. This is his second year. But he played uh, four years of college basketball at the University of Washington. So he's a four-year guy. He's 6'5", he's a shooting guard. I think he's super defensive-minded. I think he's going to be a player, but he's he's not getting a lot of time in that Philly rotation. And I think he's one of those young guys that could be traded, packaged in a trade for like a Oladipo or something, a, 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 a boost their starting shooting guard spot. He's averaging about 20 minutes a game over this season. Over this season and uh, last season, 
He's averaging a steal and a half a game, and he's not getting a lot of minutes. So he definitely has like a nose for the ball. Does he hit threes? I'm not sure if he's like a big-time shooter. He's had a couple of good games when he's gotten minutes, but I think he's still trying to kind of get there as far as the NBA goes. Not a lot of experience off of that roster. I think he's movable. I think he's tradable. That's uh, like who drafted him. It wasn't Daryl Morey. So it's hard to say whether or not he's in the plans for the future at this point. In this game, 19 minutes, no points, 0 for 1 from the field, but four rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block. Defensive-minded is what I get from that. A little bit back to the game. It was very competitive, the game. Lots of tough defense, very fun to watch. Very much enjoying the time in which Embiid and Gobert are going at each other. This is a, such a fun matchup. I can't say it enough. But who do you guys think won that matchup? I know I said Embiid. What do you guys think? I'd say Embiid. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, what do you know? 40, yeah. 40, it's like 40 points, 40 yeah. or 42. Yeah. 40 and 19. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's safe to say that Embiid probably won that one. Mm-hmm. Gobert, Gobert had 12 and 9. <laughs> I think uh, Gobert getting in that foul trouble kind of opened things up for Embiid a little bit. He had 20 points in the first half. That's the 18th time this season he scored 20 points and a half. That's a lot. And how many games are we in? Probably mid-30s for most teams. Phillies at 36. Yeah, so half the games. He's had 20 points and a half. Do we make anything of the Jazz players being – were they pick, the last two players picked for the All-Star game? No, that doesn't matter. Someone's got to be the last two players. We don't make anything of that? No. Did you hear what LeBron said? He said he's not taking the vaccine. Something about playing video games. <laughs> he was said something about playing video games, and like even when the Jazz were good, nobody – played with the jazz and video games or something yeah it, like it'd be a jam he said you weren't playing with you weren't playing with uh stockton and malone <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i think that was a shot man but donovan mitchell said he didn't think anything of it he doesn't give a shit from what i understood they were really the last they were the last yeah. three selected i guess is it Conley, Conley being the last uh yeah the I mean, last one added to the roster. I guess you have to. <laughs> Cause Embiid and Simmons weren't replaced, even though they missed a game. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh health and safety protocols. I guess their barber tested positive. Whatever. Getting back to the game a little bit, Utah led most of the game, which was interesting. Went till the fourth. The game was tied at ninety two with ten minutes left in the game. Mike Scott, this guy's been in the league since like 2012 or something. I'm not really even sure if I've ever paid attention to him. He hit a corner three, take the lead for Philly. You know who I like is that Shake Milton. He can play basketball. Yeah. I don't know why, but he kind of reminds me of a younger Mike Conley. Hmm. He plays with a lot of confidence, though. Shake Milton. He's good. Is he a guy that Philly could trade. It's possible. He was yeah. a uh, fantasy basketball big waiver pickup last year. He went on a run of a couple games. Oh, I yeah. forget if they 
what TJ McConnell got injured, maybe something happened and he ended up starting some games. Oh. I think he had one good game and was picked up and went on a little run for a week or two. Yeah, he was a solid pickup. I remember that. Let's see. <clears throat> About seven minutes left in the game, uh, Embiid and Gobert checked back into the game. And at one point, they were like going back and forth, both getting dunks on each other. I mean, that was the main focal point to the game to me. Is that big man matchup? Donovan wasn't quitting. He's clutch and he's consistent. Utah from three, aren't they like the top three point shooting team in the league? As far as three point makes per game, the Jazz are making the most, about 17 a game. Ah. And then three point percentage, the Jazz are third. Okay. So. Right. As a team, they're shooting just under 40%. Okay. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Just the, the Jazz with Mitchell and Conley and Ingles and then mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson off the bench. I mean, they're just devastating Yeah, offensively. And, Bo- and Bouillon. Yeah, and then your boy Dirk. Dirk Bondanovich. It's a fun game. The Jazz were up with five points with two minutes left. Yeah, yeah. the Jazz. Yeah, and then Embiid, of course. I mean, it was. Yeah, Embiid was just the Jazz. Going. Actually, excuse me, the Sixers started hitting threes in the fourth quarter and kind of set that up for Embiid to hit that three. And you could say Tobias that Harris was big for them as well. Well, that he was had overtime. A, he had a big game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tobias really showed up in overtime, but. You could say Gobert was fouled at the end of regulation, but there was no call. Did go to overtime. And that's when we saw Tobias. He was doing work for Philly. The score was kind of seesawing back and forth, but Tobias scored half of his points in overtime. I think he ended with around 20. What was what did he end up with? 22. Yeah. He scored half his points in overtime. Embiid has his fifth 40-10 and 10 game. That's one more than all of the rest of the league to have 40-10. and 10. That's pretty solid. Oh, and then Donovan got those two techs in overtime. He's like jawing yep. at the refs. And they got kicked out. What the fuck was that? He got ejected out of the game with like 30 seconds left. And Philly was up six. What was that all about, him getting thrown out of that game? Tired, ready for the all star break. I don't know. Hmm. He was pissed off, man. Yeah, he was pissed. Philly went on to win the game. Utah won the tip. Philly won the game. 123 to 131. Does anybody have anything they want to add about Philly or Utah at this point? No, I, I, I had a note about Steph Curry, or excuse me, Seth Curry. And you know, I, I was you can't help but draw comparisons with Conley out there. But if the Grizzlies had a guy like Seth Curry, just a role player that was a deadly three point shooter, it would have made some of their playoff stuff completely different. Philly's kind of, you know, they had the Fultz debacle and then they brought in Darren Warren. So, yeah, they're kind of pieced together a little bit. They're not, but you were they saying- haven't been consistently built, built up like. Utah right, has right. Utah has the the pedigree and the 
consistency. Were you saying you were saying that you like Seth Curry though, right? Yeah, I like, yeah. yeah, I think he's a great fit alongside Simmons. Yeah. So do you mess with that, or do you trade like we were talking about earlier for Oladipo? It or depends on what you have to give up. You can bring Seth off the bench. You know what's Houston going to want? They want Thibel or some young pieces, and yeah. You're yeah, no, Seth doesn't. It doesn't matter with Seth. Like you, you want, you want, you just want Seth to play twenty five minutes. It doesn't matter, really, how. Like if Depot, I mean, Depot's going to want to handle the ball, so maybe it makes him less of a fit alongside Simmons. The good thing about Seth is that he just draws. He can. He's a passable defender, and then he can draw the defense out to the three point line. Mm-hmm. That's why more I traded for him. Yeah, he's efficient too. You know, it's like you could, you could. It's like when I when I saw that the Seth Curry trade happened, it was like I, it, you you know, I was like, all right, I guess I'll go rewatch Moneyball. And it's the same thing. They just wanted a guy that fit. Didn't matter what what his numbers were anywhere else. They just wanted someone to stretch the floor out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Moneyball, that's my Moneyball. Twenty seven year olds. 27-year-olds. That's my money ball. Get some moments. Give me all the 27-year-olds. Why didn't you want to trade that guy? Well, he's 26. He's going to be 27 next year. <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> That's why. You don't you don't trade the guy right before he hits his peak. Trade him when he's 28. Trade him on the down slope. Once he hits like 30 for another 27-year-old. You never max out a player. You just signed 27-year-olds. <laughs> you don't fucking worry about draft picks. You trade them away for 27-year-olds. <laughs> Who wants a fucking 19-year-old? You got to wait. You got to wait eight years. Groom them, man. You got to groom them. Groom? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to pick a game. I wanted to watch a Pelicans, a 60% Zion game, but none of them, like, they play back-to-back Thursday, Friday. Well, it's a fucking short week this week. Who do they play Thursday? It's like they play the Timberwolves Thursday, I think. Yeah, they play many on Thursday. <sighs> now, the Pellies are not on my radar this week. Sorry. Maybe next week. Yeah, that's fine. Week 12. Maybe week 13. I don't see it. Suns Blazers Thursday night. Suns Blazers? That kind of stood out to me, yeah. That'd be that could be a fun one. Is that at Portland? Yeah. It is. What about uh Pacers Lakers? Not doing a Lakers game, but nice try. <laughs> Suns Portland will go three stars. <laughs> I was just gonna slide that in there. Yeah. The Lakers fan over here. Did you ever call me that? Yankees, <laughs> Cowboys, Lakers. <laughs> Brian, my birthday is in a few weeks, though, so I will, I will gladly accept uh, my Lakers vanity plate. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I found a I found a license plate for Vanelli. It's got the Yankees, the Lakers, and the Cowboys logos on it. Oh god, <laughs> none of which I'm a fan of. Bye. Bullshit. Bye. You might as well get that for me. Bullshit. Too. Just throw a just throw an Alabama football and a Duke basketball. Oh my there. god. Oh. Can you just put SEC on there somewhere? SEC speed. 
<laughs> and then a house divided uh, on there too. Yeah. yeah. My aunt has an SEC sticker on her Honda Accord. A little fucking MAGA logo on the bottom somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just all those logos, and it says "Make Sports Great Again." <laughs> it's just red. Uh, let's see games. What I saw, which would be interesting because of the Blake Griffin thing, was Thursday. The games start back Wednesday, the 10th. Mm-hmm. Thursday. Two, two games, though. Right. Thursday, Boston is playing Brooklyn. Blake Griffin, we see it. Maybe it's too early for a Blake Griffin game. Maybe wait till he gets acclimated to the system or something. Should probably scratch that. But that could be a good game out of the East. I think that's a good game regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, KD's probably not going to be there, but... Well, we'll go two fun. stars. Towards the next day, Miami at Chicago? Yeah. Chicago's kind of... I'm kind of losing interest in Chicago. What'd Chicago ever do to you? I thought you were, I thought you were like all on board with Chicago. Yeah, they're just not winning a lot. They're below now, 500. Now the Knicks... The Knicks showed up. Yeah, the Knicks kind of took my attention away from the East. I'm not afraid of watching a Miami game. I'm just less interested in the Bulls right now. I feel like they're trending downwards. Uh, I want to watch a team that's trending upwards. Dallas, Denver, I don't know, Bo. This is tough. Should we just go Suns, Portland? We did a Dallas, Denver already, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Let's get that one out of here. Uh, Miami, Orlando. We haven't. I looked at that one too, but uh, we haven't done Orlando yet. Three stars. We'll put that on the Suns Portland level, or is our game Boston Brooklyn? I think any of those three would be fine. Yeah, Vanelli, which game would you rather watch? I'd say, I, I told you what I'd rather watch, but I got yelled at for bringing up the Lakers. Yelled at? No. It's like ESPN. <laughs> like, if you want to watch the fucking Lakers coverage, like, go listen to ESPN. No. They cover I mean, the Lakers all day, every day. I mean, and it's they, still and they a good thousand game, podcasts. They have a thousand podcasts talking about the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, Orlando. I don't hate it. Let's get weird. Let's do a Florida game. Those guys have been rested in, in state. Not much travel. Hmm. Good point. Suns Portland will be good, but that Mavericks Thunder could be good. What day is that? Thursday. Uh, Thunder. I like Suns Portland better, but yeah, I could watch Miami Orlando. We haven't done an Orlando game, and Portland. I don't even know who plays for Orlando. Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and uh, Vucevic. Yeah. I think that's a fun one, and I want to look. I want to look at Orlando. Fuck it, let's do that one. Miami, Orlando. All right. I, I want to wait to do a Portland one till they get uh, at least CJ McCollum back. Miami, Orlando, Saturday, late in the week. Sunday, right? Saturday. Is it Sunday? Sunday. Is it Sunday? Okay. Sorry. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Typo. All right. That's it. Let's get the hell out of here. Thank you, Pat, who's not here. Appreciate you, buddy. Happy birthday. Thank you, Bo. Yeah. As always, Brian, thank you very much. Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Josh, it's been a pleasure having you in studio. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. Mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. Up in the sky? Up in the sky. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Shall bring disaster to evil factors Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings Through the storms of days after And to the earth from the sun through triple darkness To blast you with a force that can't be compared To any firepower for its mind power shared The brainwave causes vessels to circulate Like constellations reflect at night off the lake Word to the father and mother earth Seeking everlasting life through this hell for what it's worth Look, listen and observe and watch another sea cycle pulling my peeps to the curb Heed the words, it's like ghetto style proverbs The righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve Cannot afford to be confined to a cell Brainwaves swell, turning a desert to a well Experience the best teacher Thoughts will spray like street sweepers Little daddy street preacher, illustrious feature Narrator you select, accompanied by deck Plus the DJ you respect Seven and a half combined over the front line The ten percenters promoting slam in the airtime, bear in mind, jewels be the tools of the trade. Sharp blades, heavenly praise, and dues are paid. Above the crowds, above the clouds, where the sounds are original. Infinite skills create miracles. Warrior spiritual, above the clouds, raining down, holding it down. Yeah, I leave scientists mentally scarred. Triple extra large, wild like rock stars who smash guitars. Poison bars from the guards, bust holes in your mirage. And catch a charge, shake them down like the riot squad. Invade your zone. Ruin like ancient Rome I span the universe and return to earth to claim my throne The maker, owner, plus soul controller Ayatollah rest in the sky, the clouds my sofa Stand like colossus, regardless to whom or what Numerous attempts in my life, so who to trust? Who but us? To supply her with the fire, the burning truth 150 absolute proof on the mic Like Moses spoke in golden squad Survivor of the oldest tribe whose soldiers died I know the five families, we shed tears and mourn But our hands are on the ammo cause the battle's still on Sound the horn, we come rumbling through the function Precise laser beam technique to touch something When we die hard, they build a monument to honor us with Humongous effect in the world, we could've conquered it Above the crowds, above the clouds where the sounds are original Infinite skills create miracles, warrior spiritual Above the clouds raining down, holding it down Above the crowds, above the clouds where the sounds are original Infinite skills create miracles, warrior spiritual Above the clouds raining down, holding it down